There's another podcast you should be listening to, TED Health, a podcast from the TED Audio Collective. Join host Dr. Shoshana Ungerleiter as she introduces you to leading health experts and breaks down the health questions you didn't know you had. Learn more about the way your body works and the newest insights changing the medical world, like what a smart bra means for better heart health, three ways to prepare for the next pandemic, and how we can all live healthier lives. Find TED Health wherever you listen to podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Welcome to Sick Boy, a podcast where we talk about what it's like to be sick. This week's guest is Ian. He had bacterial meningitis. Let's talk about it. Speakerphone. <laughs> All right, so we got pizza on the way. <laughs> Brian, why do you know what number that is? Dude, oh, you don't know this? No. Guys, I oh, used to man. go to... Oh, do you guys... You we, call 1-800-whatever three letters... That was one. That was dude, that was one eight hundred wet puss, dude. I used to go to I used to go to Moosehead games when I was like really young, when I was like 12, 13, 14 years old, and we'd go to Moosehead games and we'd go to the payphone. There'd be a payphone and we'd stand there and we'd make these phone calls to one eight hundred. So wait, 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 wait. Is that so? How do you know dude, that one eight hundred wet puss, dude? Watch this. Okay, give me one eight hundred. Okay, one eight hundred. A three letter thing that sounds sexual. Um. Uh. Three letter wet, yeah. Like, <laughs> like what the fuck else? I don't okay, know. Well, you you can do you can do other things like uh, gay boys. Okay, okay. all right. Hey, there so we go. Gay boys with a Z. Boys with a Z. Uh, gay. No boy with an S. Oh, I'll do a Z for you, Jer. All right. Come on. What? <laughs> what the fuck? Dude, Thanks for calling one. the men's room. Okay, hold on, dude, hold on. Let's do. One. Let's do one more. Ian, do you got one? Do you got a three-letter uh, sexy word? I wanna. I wanna try and break the system. Okay. Do gay puss. Gay puss. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Hey, baby. Oh, I love to party. What the fuck? And I have enough energy to keep you hard all night. Oh my god. Wait. What's dude. okay? What, what's what, what's another three-letter sex word? So, okay, sex. So actually, sex. horrible. So wait. Sex. sex. Does the does the second word? Does the second word? have to be sexual i don't know sex um it's oven. a four-letter word oven. um sex uh, oven sex <laughs> yeah oven okay right, yeah right. i like that this is a stretch here sex oven <laughs> 100 sex oven i, I want to test the boundaries of this thing Uh-oh. welcome to america's hottest talk line oh Holy my god what the fuck press one to connect free now press, press one, one dude press, press one dude press one to bake that dick <laughs> America's hottest talk line is for callers 18 and over. If you're under 18, you must hang up I'm good. Out now. Ian, how old are you? <laughs> I'm 19. All right, you're 19. We're good. If you have a membership, <laughs> please enter it now. Otherwise, press the pound key. Guys, I don't have a membership to Sex Oven. Uh, well, that was fun. Hi, Ian. Hello. You had meningococcal meningitis. Bacterial meningitis. What did you have, Ian? Bacterial meningitis. There you go. <laughs> where, uh, so where do you use meningococcal? Is that a thing? So um, the I think it comes from the bacteria that I had. Okay. So the bacteria itself is called like meningococcus or something. Right. Okay. Meningococcus. Okay. So here is the thing. Um, you you said you're 19. Yeah. Um, Dude, what the fuck is meningitis? Like, like, so all, all I know about meningitis is that it's yeah, it sounds very serious, and I think it it actually is very serious. <laughs> yeah, um, and I know that it's bad. I think so. What was, you just you just said in three ways that you think it's bad. Like you just you just you said the same thing three times. Just roll with it. Just roll with it. Uh, yeah. So it's really bad. But like, what the fuck is it? Um, so you, it can either be viral or bacteria, bacterial, but, uh, either way it's called meningitis because it affects the meninges, which is a protective layering you have in your spine and brain. Right. Oh, not, yeah. Not male ninjas. <laughs> no. Meninges. Meninges. It took, it took my family a while to figure that one out. Sorry. So what, sorry, what is it again? I was thinking about ninjas and stuff while you were giving that explanation. So so I'll just explain like the mechanism. So, yeah. So the bacteria, which is pretty normal, a lot of people have it. Um, it got into my bloodstream, 
And then from there, it can go and it passes the blood-brain barrier. And then... Ooh. We know know the blood-brain barrier is not good. That's serious. Mm -hmm. Um, That's like the most serious barrier other than like your butthole. Oh. Yeah. Whoa. What's the butthole? What's is the, the butthole, butthole a real serious barrier? I've never thought about my butthole as a barrier. No, <laughs> you said that with like some conviction that I was like, whoa, tell me about the butthole barrier. Yeah. Dude, but the butthole barrier, the butthole barrier is actually serious because like if, if things go in there, they go directly into your bloodstream. Yeah, true. Well, they right? do. This is true. It, yes, they do. Yeah. Liquid things. Also, your butthole barrier keeps the poo inside and allows it to travel outside. And if that barrier is not working very well, you can have a situation like Taylor did two days ago where he shat himself at home just playing uh, FIFA, uh, F- FIFA, what is it, FIFA 18 Seven, now? 17. 17. Uh, shat himself. And, yeah. you know, because his butthole barrier was not correctly yeah, working. It, yeah. o- it opened and then the, the barrier opened. I didn't have a defense mechanism and then out it came. Um, so, so, so your brain barrier, <laughs> we were talking about the blood brain barrier. Yeah. So, so it gets through that. It gets through that and then it kind of gets into the meninges and then uh so actually your immune system's response is to make that swell so it's a big problem when something like in your brain and your spine starts to swell because like uh the doctor said when i i asked him what the reason was for me getting steroids like right before i got sedated because i was like oh like steroids compromise your immune system right Mm -hmm. and then he was like yeah but uh you're your skull only has so much room, so if you we didn't, your brain could have like basically just like. So the idea is to like too much is like hulk out your skull, so that there's more space for your brain to grow. No, so it it's uh it stops the swelling. Oh, yeah. okay, oh, okay. Yeah. I was yeah, like, sorry. yeah, they give you the steroids to grow your skull, <laughs> so that your brain can just have free room to grow. No, I, I probably no. Let's have said just that. stop the growing. <laughs> that makes way more sense. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. So so. Dude, this uh, this like bacterial infection, I guess, gets into your into your into your meninges. Is yeah. that is that right? Yep. Okay, so that <laughs> happens. But but how does this happen? Like, what's the story behind all of this? When did you first realize that this was going on? It's uh, so there's supposed to be like a week window where it could have happened, but I don't really know exactly what gave me meningitis or who, but uh. So it's a is it a person thing? Is it yeah? People people are carriers. Oh right, but it's not affecting them. No, yeah, exactly. Oh I, whoa, yeah. So people can have people can have it and be fine, but it's just if the uh, the bacterial flora in your body isn't quite uh, well established or stable enough, mm-hmm. then it can get it can overtake the rest of the bacteria and then get in your bloodstream like whoa, that. Whoa, trippy. So like you yeah. know, I mean, with Theoretically, the three of us could be carrying it and not having any symptom whatsoever. I mean, Jer would probably know if he had it. I, gu- I guarantee that his his immune system wouldn't hold that. Wouldn't but, be able to handle but, that now. Brian, I could could have yeah. it and not know it all. Yeah, completely. So, and that's uh that's the reason why it mostly affects younger people because uh, if you're older, you're more likely to have just already had uh, a, a healthy population of bacteria also we all know that younger people are walking around sneezing each other's mouths like spitting each other's drinks like yeah you know pranks right pranks pranks. bro using used like using already used cutlery off tables at restaurants i thought you were gonna say condom me too me too i was and i was like dude (laughs) i still do that today and i'm a grown man (laughs) that's way too far condoms way too far (laughs) used cutlery is just on the line okay so uh full disclosure ian and i know each other uh through through paddling and Ian, you're a, you're a pretty high level uh, athlete, and you look very fit. You're a very healthy guy. Thank you. So wait, first, how long ago did this happen? Like, when did you first get this? Uh, January first. Jan- Whoa, like oh. on, on New Year's, like this year, New Year's, New Year's Day. Day. Oh shit, yeah. fuck yeah. So I actually, I actually never explained that, but um, yeah, I uh, the morning after I was out for New Year's Eve. Uh, usually I'd, I'd go for a run just because I felt bad about what I did to myself the night before. So I went for a run and I got back and it was like, I was just like shivering and I was super cold and I couldn't get warm and I felt really weird and my head started to hurt and tried to take a nap and then woke up and my neck was really sore and I got sick 
And then uh, about then we went to the hospital and stuff. But yeah. Did you just think that it was like uh, a flu or you were feeling <laughs> shitty from the the night before? Or I, what was it? I I felt well enough when I woke up that I knew I didn't just like all of a sudden get a huge hangover. Right. So like when we went to the... When we went to the hospital, it was kind of like, if it seemed like a flu because that's that's just like flu-like symptoms. But then, mm-hmm. um, I think I went on some antibiotics, which didn't end up working. It just kept getting worse. So then they knew it wasn't that. It wasn't until they did a spinal tap that they found out that it was meningitis. God, at what point are they going? Oh well, we better do a spinal tap. You know what I mean? Like, how, did it get so severe? Like what's the what's the timeline? Like how quickly is this ramping up? He the the doctor I had said it was like it was happening before his eyes. And oh, the, crazy! Yeah, Whoa. and the, I think the big thing was you get these things called petechiae. It's almost like a it's almost like a rash that you get all over, but like, it's kind of like a mark like that. Oh, is it from like blood vessels? Yeah, bursting. So, yes, I think so. So, like when you have it, you're. I had sepsis, so my blood was infected. Oh, yeah. fuck. And, like, so your blood vessels just kind of leak. Whoa. Right. Dude, that's fucking crazy. If this goes untreated, like, how quickly can this fuck somebody up? I, I It sounds like it already has fucked him up fucked at this point. Up. Well, yeah. yeah. Can die. You can, didn't somebody die from this in Halifax? Not, yeah, like, last no, year? Yeah, no, like, every every year, I think, like, someone or... So how quickly could you here. die from it? Probably. I probably would have died if I didn't go to the hospital that day. Wow. Now, wow. The, the scary thing is, I was... Uh, I was like ten hours away from getting on a flight to Florida. Oh shit! Yeah. Whoa. So like you could have probably just gone. Nah, I'm not getting sick right now. I got to push through this and yeah. get on this flight. Or if I uh, if I didn't go for a run and then didn't like get my blood flowing, maybe like right. it would have been the next day. I don't. I wouldn't have had the same access to mm. any healthcare in the states. Yeah, your pockets would have been ran pretty fucking dry. Yeah. real I mean, quick. Well, and not only that, like I had travel insurance, but like. Canadian government will also pay for that. But but yeah. the fact of the matter is, is like getting to the hospital yeah. Yeah, in yeah. time to get treated. Because if you're flying 10 hours later, you're on a flight, you go down, you're starting to feel shitty. You don't know about the hospital situation. You don't know where the nearest one is. You eventually find your way there, but you're losing crucial hours at that point, right? And, and yeah. I'm stubborn. Yeah. Like, I'm the kind of guy that's like, no, like you said, Tay, like I'm the kind of guy that goes, no, like... I can push through this because this is not the time in the in the month that I can like can get afford to get sick because I'm doing this thing. Oh yeah, it, like you know that you wouldn't catch me. I'd I'd die from this for sure. <clears throat> well, I'd be the guy that dies. Yeah, I I mean I'm not one to normally be like okay time to go to the hospital, but it was like it was that I tried bad. I tried to sleep it off and then I woke up and it was like I I got sick, but it was weird. It was like I was laying in bed and then all of a sudden I was like five. Four, three, and I just like walked as quick as I could to the bathroom and got sick. I was like, that's not normal. For me. Yeah, right, I guess. Right, right. I guess like if it's that bad, right? And like your body, your body. I mean, it's easy to sit here and say like I'd probably be stubborn, but like you, your body does tend to give you these signals where it's like, okay, this is beyond the norm. Yeah, like this is this is something unlike anything I've experienced yet. You know. Yeah. Um. But again, but I mean, the, your stubbornness, I mean, for me personally, like, you know, I've had a, I, I very rarely get, feel sick after I drink, but a couple of times in the last like three or four months I've been like, and not even in the morning, but like later on in the day, I'm going, man, I feel so shitty. Like I just need to lay down my back, my lower back hurts, my stomach hurts and I'm up on the couch and I can tell that the best thing for me would just be to go to the bathroom and throw up. Yeah. But I don't have the capacity to just go blah and throw up. And I'm sitting there on the couch going with every cell of my body going, stay down, stay down, stay down until it stays down. And then I go, I'm okay. And if I just let it come up, that's probably the best thing that I need. Or I let it come up and then that's the signal to be like, okay, this isn't normal. Go to the hospital. Dude. But I'm forcing it to, to not happen. One of my favorite things in a night of very heavy drinking, which I am no stranger to, um, just like just being like, I'll be right back, guys. <laughs> and just having a good little puke fest real quick in the bathroom, come back and be like, ah, what's up? Yeah, I think that's a sign of an alcoholic. Well, it doesn't sound good. Yeah, no, well, no, you know, I mean, next question. <laughs> oh, I was just going to say, you guys ever heard, like, I hear this all the time, people talking about, like, pulling trigger? Yeah. Like, pulling yeah, the trigger? Yeah, pull the yeah. trigger, yeah. 
Yeah, I, people say that all the time. Is that, yeah. what, the cool, is is that, that what the cool 19-year-old kids are saying these days? Pull the trig? Because I How am, often do you say lit or as fuck? <laughs> I, AF, not as straight fuck. Straight fire? I say AF, but I think the word lit needs to die. Yeah? Well, what about straight fire? <laughs> Never. <laughs> what, is, what, is the, what is the word right now that you're hearing that you're going... Uh, what's, what's the trending word right now? The trending word? Yeah, that's on an uptrend. I guess lit. Or, oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah. I figured lit was like... Or like litty. Liddy, uh, it's, it's evolving. Okay, yo, you want to know the pulling trig or is, what was the pulling trig? <laughs> pulling you told trig. me about the, some crazy the new word, one. Right? The new one is actually not that. It's have you heard this? Forced chundi. Forced chundi? No. <laughs> yeah. What's this? Chundi. Dude, I hang out with like sixteen year olds all day. Tell me, tell me. I want to know because we're going to a party tonight, and Dude. I want to use these words to look cool. <laughs> Forcing chundi is throwing up. Oh yeah. Force chundi. Force oh, chundi. Yeah. I'll force yeah. a chundi tonight. Yeah, I'm telling you guys right I like, now. It's I like uptrend. I like using the word chundi because you're embracing what it is. What's chundi? Wait, chundi yeah. is is barf. See, but, but what does chundi mean? Yeah, like what's it stand for? Does Chund- it stand for? Chundi's just another one of those cool words for growing <laughs> up. <laughs> You know what I love? I love how we're sitting around going like, what are these, what are these good words? But like when we were in high school, we had those stupid ass fucking words. Absolutely. That we oh my God. It's so funny. That, Absolutely. And like when you're older, you go like, what are those stupid words? But yeah, fuck, we're just, we, uh, well, I feel like we should get more 19 year olds on the podcast and uh, keep our list. Cause most of our listeners are, are between the ages of like 25 and 35. Right. So, uh, we need to, ke- we need to keep them. We'll keep all you, don't, don't you worry guys. We are here. Sick boy is here to, uh, spread awareness on illness, to bring laughter to, uh, situations that are otherwise looked at as pretty dark and to keep your ass lit AF and fresh to death while you chundy in the back <laughs> of your, uh, <laughs> minivan. That chundy, that chundy was straight. Fire! Um, we could also do like a twenty-two, like twenty-one Jump Street type thing as well. If we get real educated, we yeah. could totally infiltrate a high school. And all right, let, let, no, let, I'll just, I'll just take that back. Let, let's bring it back. Let's bring it back. Uh, so you, you're feeling like shit. You go to the doctor. You're basically turning into uh, some sort of zombie in front of your doctor's eyes. Yeah. Um, they spinal tap you, and is that when they go? Oh, we've found your we we can see that your meninges are are fucky. I think yeah. Well, I think they they can they can like look at the cerebrospinal fluid mm. so that they can see that. I think maybe either that the white blood cell count is up, or like maybe they can see the the bacteria or something. I sure. I don't even I don't know what they look at when they see that. But <laughs> they're just they're like doctor stuff. They do doctor, doctor stuff. Things, yeah. yeah. What is this? What does this look like? If you, what is. What does your death look like if you don't go to the hospital? Like, oh, what is the dude, process of probably uh, pretty? Yeah, it's just hardcore. Probably just debilitating, really. Yeah, I think I think what I'd, like a lot of people with this just end up dying in bed, right? Because, is it the sepsis that would kill you, or um, is it the brain just getting so big maybe, that it can't? But sepsis doesn't always present, but it did with me, right. which makes it worse. But I think I think just because it's like uh, your brain swelling and then the you start to get in the pockets of infection in your brain. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I did, but I, I honestly don't know what would, you just slowly <laughs> basically die from the infection, yeah. right? Pockets of infection in your brain. God damn. That sounds serious. Jerry, are you going to Google this? So, I'm looking it up. So, I'm looking up what happens. So what, like how many people are, how many people are getting this and in, in, in around this? Cause I remember, were you like on the news or something? I, yeah, I was not my name or anything, but I uh, there was me and another, another. He was like fourteen or something. He yeah, had it as well. But because uh, it's like quite a story when somebody gets. Yeah, it's. Do it, they try to protect your identity is. in that case? Because they're like, oh, we don't want people to like think you're a like a leper and yeah. like treat you different. Uh, it's probably just a confidentiality thing. Hmm. Because yeah. like I, I I remember I remember hearing about this. And I also remember a case, I think it was a kid at Sackville High that, yeah, yeah, that died yeah, yeah. last year or the year before. Yeah. And it was like this huge thing. And yeah. I remember thinking about meningitis because I, I, I know zero about it. And, yeah. I, and especially then I didn't know anything about it. And I remember thinking something along the lines of it being like uh, like TB or polio or something that people just don't get anymore yeah. and that somebody got it, which clearly that's not the case. People are obviously still getting it, but it's is it it's more rare. I guess. It's it's pretty rare. Um, that's why that's why it's a big deal when people get it because like you really don't want that to start spreading, right? Um, it's it doesn't take a lot for there to be an outbreak of it. I don't remember how many cases it is, but um, <clears throat> like it happened at Acadia 
a few years ago and like they vaccinated everyone at the school Whoa, and it really? costed yeah like it costed a lot of money whoa yeah. so i know that when you got it or is this true that when you when you got it that they you got it at a party or they, they assume so, you yeah. got it at a party yeah, and so yeah. everybody who attended that party had to be tested yeah everyone well everyone that um was at the party and in contact with me got the got vaccinated or got antibiotics dude isn't that crazy and oh, you know dude. it's like it's it's kind of it's different and good in a way that it wasn't like an sti or something like that right it's not like you're the guy that slept with everybody at the party so everybody has to get tested it's just like you're the guy who got the bacterial infection yeah. and everybody yeah. has to get tested but right? still like was there like what was the i mean you're not in high you're you weren't in high school obviously when this happened you're no, out of high yeah, school so um, yeah. so obviously that's that bodes well for your social standing that it's not a high school thing, but like, what did that, what did that do to your social standing or your social atmosphere? Did you like, were people kind of like, Ooh, get away from me with that, that infection? Uh, no, not really. M- mostly sympathy. Oh, I think good. everybody was concerned that you were going to be okay. Mostly. Right. Mostly. I think Brian, I think Taylor was just trying to ask if you, do you hang out with a bunch of assholes? <laughs> uh, some cause of like, friends, cause yeah. like that, that, would be can you imagine getting sick like that and then and then all of your friends being like get the okay, fuck sure, away okay, from me bro sure, sure. but that, but what why I brought that up is I, I, and I'm talking about because you're kind of near this age where you were in high school yeah. imagine okay you go to a, you go to a party and you probably go to to parties with roughly the same ish crowd yeah, you yeah. Know, more or less. I get it I get and, it like you go meningitis the, is not lit like it's at not all. lit it's not, not straight lit. it's 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 crooked fire. <laughs> well, I don't want to. Uh, no. I, I just started a trend. Sorry, guys. Uh, I don't think you no. did. So, I don't think you but what I'm anything. saying, what I'm saying is that if you were, if you were in a, in a setting like like a high school, um, or maybe even, or maybe even university. I don't know if you're if you're in university or yeah. you were in university at the yeah. time. But you know, the people that you're hanging out with, they're sympathetic. But then it catches wind and it goes to this, you know, these circles of people who don't really know you and don't really, you know, technically give a shit about you. Um, yeah. And are thinking like, whoa, I don't want to be associated with that guy. Or I don't want to go near him. I'm just wondering if that if yeah. that happened. You know, you know, I I thought of it that way for a bit, and I was kind of like, I was like, oh man, I made all these people get like uh, a shitty needle because apparently, like the the few needles that you get are like really shitty, like one of like the they, Pulp Fiction, they like hurt. straight to the heart yeah, adrenaline like, shots. A stabbing motion. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, a needle straight to the dick. Like they're like, well, it's you, the only way. We, we've got one for your arm, one in your butt, and one right into the pee pee hole. And this is that's the one that will save your life. So. And, the, and the girls walk in, they're like, but I don't have a penis. And they're like, well, well you can't get it. It's, it's not gender biased. <laughs> but there, that was the thing. And, I, and then I was like, wait a second. It was one of you motherfuckers that gave it to me. Yeah, for real. <laughs> so, yeah, right. I'm not the, I'm just the one that got victimized do, do they test the people victim. as like for car- being carriers i don't know i don't think so because i don't know if you'd be able to just like get a good culture or not i think i think they just treat like with antibiotics right and- pizza's here okay which uh so we're just gonna sh- let's just shoot the shit for a minute so um yeah i dude i know that this is this whole experience um or what I heard, like this was extremely difficult for you to deal with, which I can I can assume that dealing with a with a near death experience isn't easy. But but what was that like? Like what what was that whole process like? Uh, it was very slow and uh, boring. I, I never really had to deal with thinking that I was going to die. Okay, because the the more I came to, like the more. I kind of understood what was going on, the better I was. And no one ever really came up and was like, mm, it's not looking good. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, that's good. Yeah. So everyone try, everyone was really careful with what they said to me, especially mm-hmm. like the doctors would talk to my family for a lot of it instead of me. And my parents would kind of relay uh, that. Yeah. So you're, you're in the, you're in the hospital bed and, and, uh, they start giving you the antibiotics, but, but what's happening to your body in the first couple of days? Um, I, there was like, there was a day or so, I think not much time before I got sedated. So, uh, I, I, I don't remember much before I went into sedation because they like uh, put you into a coma. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially. Oh really? Yeah. For how long? Nine days. Holy fuck. Really? Yeah. Dude, they put you in a coma for nine days. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was I was sedated, so I was just like just like a big big nap. So, and do they do that like in order to allow your body to heal, like as as if you're sleeping? I think it, it's yeah, it's it's to allow me to heal, but it's also because that would have been the shittiest week to go through. Okay, so it would probably it could have just been too much for me to do, but yeah, they they put me in that. But before they did, they had to they gave me the steroids, right? And I was like. Apparently, I was pretty jacked up because I was like, no, I got to get up. I got to walk around. I got to go. Right. And they, were, the they, were just, they were just like, no, no, you got to lay down. I was like, come on. Like, I need to do push-ups. Let me go. Like, just no, let me go. You need to go to sleep. Yeah. Dude, Jared, you're, you're not going to believe this. Dude, don't eat that now. Fill me in. Jared, okay. So. <sighs> when, Sorry, when guys, he, I'm so fucking hungry. Like, I'm going to have I some of that, too. Do you want some pizza? To. No, I'm good. I just okay, ate. Cool. Okay. So, uh, so, Jared, listen to this. When and Ian only said listen, that, don't talk. When Ian said that he was sedated, how long do you think he was sedated for? I'm going to guess uh, 12 hours. Okay, so when he was sedated... Wait, for what? Why were you sedated? Because I had meningitis. I said don't talk, Jeremy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he, was, was, he was sedated for nine days. Oh, my God! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They put him into, like, a, basically a coma. Whoa! Yeah, I, I love I, how for Jer that's new, but for everybody who's listening, they're like, "Yeah, we already know." <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I was kind of a smartass there, but it was because uh, it was because that would have been like the worst week for me to go through. Every, like, it wouldn't have been fun for me. So, I think part of it was just so they like, they legitimately sedated you to be like, "Ah, we don't want you to experience us taking care of this." I think that's a lot of it. Yeah. Wow. And uh, and also also I had a breathing tube in right so. Like some people, a lot of it, a lot of it's like some people, if apparently it's like older people can tolerate having a breathing tube in and being awake, but younger people it just doesn't work. Cause no. it's not lit AF. It's not lit. Dude, there's nothing lit about having a breathing tube. Like think about the things that. Unless you really can't breathe at all. And yeah. Like, well, dude, you got to have it. Yeah. That's yeah. And it was nice that I breathed, but yeah. So think about it like this. What Tay, what as a, as a young buck. Yeah. What did you find lit I'm, I'm AF? Buck, I'm bucking around. What do I find lit? When, when you were a young buck. You're an older gentleman now. What did I find lit? Yeah. What was lit AF to you when you oh, were a young buck? Man, uh, uh, cottages on the lake in the summer, bro. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Some coldies, some cold cruisers. Now, what um, what yo, was super not corona, lit AF? Corona and Lyme? Not. What was super not lit AF when you were younger? Let, let, me, let me take a guess. Taxes. Uh, right? Well, I didn't need to take care of taxes. I didn't really take care of taxes until I was like 21. But if anyway. someone told you you had to, you'd say, that is not lit AF. You know what wasn't lit AF was mowing the lawn. Okay. Um, yeah. There you go. Now, I know you don't have to mow a lawn. I do not. But I have to cut a lawn with, as with an adult, scissors. As an adult, please let me run with this. As an adult, <laughs> if you were told you have to mow the lawn today, you would go, it's not lit AF, but like I can do it. It's not not. It's not crooked, prior. <laughs> right, and so coming back to being on breathing uh, app, an app, breathing apparatus. Mm -hmm. As a young buck, mm -hmm. they're gonna go. We're gonna put you on a breathing apparatus. You're gonna be like, that's not lit AF. <laughs> Fuck that. I'll, I'd rather be chundy all day, every day, hundo p, dude, than to be on a breathing <laughs> machine. But you tell an adult like yourself, Tay, uh, you have to be on a breathing machine. You probably go. I know that's not lit AF, but. I'm an adult. I can handle it, and I think that's what the whole point of that was, right? Was that was this all an explanation for me to understand that <laughs> you need a breathing tube? I, I'm I'm really confused about no, what just, we just. just I, hope, I hope we still have listeners. <laughs> just that it's not lit AF. Okay. Ian, okay. Side note: fire emoji. Taylor said that he cuts his grass with scissors. He literally has a garden box on his balcony that he made for his dog to go out on his balcony and pee on. And he has to cut the grass with scissors. Yeah, because it's like a five by three box. So I go out there. It's like a little like uh, what are those? What do they call those? Zen garden. A zen garden. Yeah, yeah. you cut it with you cut it. I cut it with scissors. It's this, very calming. The second thing, Taylor and Jerry, you guys are both dumb AF because Ian's nineteen, <laughs> and to the guys who use this language, he's old. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So yeah, you're yeah. like you're, you're trying to make all these references, and Ian's old to these kids, so right. he doesn't he doesn't know. He, he already doesn't. said he already said yeah. that he thinks lit should be on its way out. Yes. That's very yeah. mature of you. Yeah. I'm 10 I, years older than Ian, so <laughs> I'm old as fuck. 
I'm only yeah. uh, I'm only seven years older than you, dude. I'm I'm 27, probably 28 by the time this episode comes out, and uh, and the kids at the paddling club tell me I'm old as fuck all the time. <laughs> I'm old AF, that's dude. Sh- that's so funny. That's a shitty thing to say. Yeah, they say, "Hey, what's up, Dad Bod? You're old AF." <laughs> <laughs> Brian does have a dad bod. He's got that Leo dad bod, that Leo DiCaprio dad bod. Ooh. I don't know if that's a good thing or not. It's Ooh. like it's wait like, till you see me, you guys. Kidding? I've been running and biking every day. It's like and, you're uh, still good looking with a shirt on, but like the, then when you take it off, then everyone's like, then oh, everyone's no. like, oh, Leo, Leo's kind of gone. Leo's Leo's kind of gone sideways from the neck down. That's far from Leo. <laughs> you guys saw that picture of Leo where he has like water guns or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. He's looking real dad bod in that photo. Yeah, it's super unflattering. <laughs> so. So uh, where were we? <laughs> <laughs> I was I was just about to say the whole breathing tube thing. It's funny, like that was really shitty. But then the thing that people most identify with, and it's super like really not that serious, is getting a catheter. Oh, oh dude, yeah, see exactly, dude. I never want to experience. So like, I've <clears throat> I have like a. a I, I think a lot of people have this, but I have a number of things in my life <laughs> that, or things that are in life that are um, very likely to happen to people that I never want to experience ever. One was was breaking my collarbone. That was one thing that I always looked at and said, I never, I'll break my arm, I'll break my fucking leg, like, I'll break a rib. No, dude, collarbone's I, like best case scenario. I would rather man. collarbone but than hold on, hold on, let me finish. Is, is that the idea of it made me... The idea of it, just the thought of it made me cringe so much. The, the thought of breaking my collarbone. I can see that. A catheter, same thing. Oh, God. A root canal, same thing. I'd rather a catheter than a, than a breathing tube. A, well, breathing, breathing tube is pretty heavy. Like, that's, yeah. that's pretty, but, but like, I feel like a catheter is something that, like, it's likely that they're people just like, experience they're it. like, you're not getting out of bed, so yeah. we're going to give you a catheter to make it easier. The other one's a port, uh, which I don't, I don't look forward to, and I'll probably experience that. But... I haven't experienced all those things, except I have experienced the collarbone break. And in retrospect, it wasn't as bad as I anticipated it to be. It was very painful. It was probably the most pain I've ever experienced physically in my life. But it's like it, a rite of passage. The type of pain, the type of pain was much different than what I thought. But I feel like a catheter. I think I know what that type of I, like pain might not be the word because I don't think it's pain. No, it's discomfort. Yeah, discomfort, but a discomfort that I would rather break my collarbone five mm, times yeah, over. Because it, dude, it has something to do with your wee wee, and that's just like, oh know. man. That's yeah. Just- well, so the thing is, it's not nice, but it's not that bad. I've had four catheters in my lifetime. Oh, I had, whoa. I Separate had, occasions? Why? Yeah, two of them, two two at a time. Um, two Twice I had. One because I had a bladder infection as a kid, mm-hmm. and they just had to like put some dye up there or something. And look oh, around. interesting! But, Super uh, rare for guys, FYI. Yeah, and unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it sounds silly, but or sorry, if, I if should you say can, urinary tract infection is sorry is rare for guys, not bladder infection. My bad. Okay, um, but if you can relax, it's way easier. Because, like, the first time, I didn't relax at all because it's not, like... Yeah, because somebody's shoving thing in your dick hole. Yeah, and it feels like, if you, if you just keep contracting on it, it feels like it's just getting jammed up. Oh, oh dude. Yeah. Oh, man. But if you try to meditate and just let if it you, flow in there, it's okay. If you Yeah, if you just, like, if you just like relax and it just goes right up. Dude, I'm <laughs> writhing in my chair right about, now. That's how a catheter makes me feel. I just, I can't stop, like, kind of, like, wiggling and feeling weird. Like, it just makes me want to curl up in a ball and become completely protected by any by everything are vegans actually unhealthy does cannabis ruin your sleep and why are so many men taking testosterone supplements i'm mitch and i'm greg and we're the creators of the popular youtube channel asap science every week on our podcast side note by asap science we explain the science behind a controversial subject with recent research up-to-date studies and ridiculous stories so you are entertained while bam simultaneously learning we're here to make science make sense download side note by asap science wherever you get your podcasts how about this though is would you say that you know sure catheter sucks would you say that there's something to okay so so i remember a long time ago a little, little kind of side story i remember a long time ago I walked into my dad in the bathroom 
Uh, I was I was like getting ready for high school, getting ready for school, like in the morning. This is what a man looks like, Jared. <laughs> well, well, yeah. And so it was kind of that conversation. I walk into my dad and I'm like, oh, dad, like lock the door when you're taking a shit. And he's like, I'm not taking a shit. He was just sitting on the toilet. And I'm like, what are you peeing? He's like, yeah. And I was like, you sit down to pee? Because at this point in my life, you know, like 15, 16 you, as a as a man, is that how you work? As a man, no, you, dad. yeah, <laughs> that's, that's how I sound. Like, no, dad, come on. So th- dad, that's not lit AF. <laughs> yeah. So as as a sixteen year old, you sta- as a man, you stand to pee. That's why, like, that's one of the best parts of being a man. At, at at that point in my life, that's the way I looked at it. So I see my dad not being a man. He's sitting to pee, and I'm going, Dad, why are you doing that? And my dad's like. Because it's comfy as fuck. Dude, I always... <laughs> comf- it's dude, comfy, I yeah. always, if I have the opportunity, I always sit to pee. Thank I you. Sit, I sit in the morning. So... And I always sit to pee unless the toilet seat is dirty and it's in a dirty place or there's a urinal avail- available, then I'll stand. But otherwise, I'm sitting. Like, yeah. when, I'm, when I'm at home... So, as a 16-year-old, this, this is a revelation for me. It's like, oh, I, I have permission now to sit and pee. That, that's, com- that's, that's all right. That's cool. That, my dad does it. That's cool. <laughs> Now, your friends, right. your friends see you and you're like, no, 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 my dad, my dad does it. <laughs> I saw him. <laughs> so, so, bringing it back to the catheter, would you say that having a catheter in that there's this kind of like, um, this kind of freedom in being like, I don't have to sit. I don't have to stand. I can just lay here and the pee comes out and I don't even have to think about it. Like, here's, would you say that that's a, a plus side to a catheter? Here, here's the thing. Here's where it gets interesting. It's the, definitely the function of the catheter, that's for sure. <laughs> here's here's the thing. So I had a catheter for a while. It was good. I didn't have to get up, couldn't get up. You know, it just kind of like there's like this seamless connection between your body and the, the, piss, toilet. the piss bag. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just, just a bag mm. of piss. And so like you never have to think about it. But there was one day when I was still in the ICU where I noticed, like, I, I kind of felt like I had to pee again. So I was like, oh, that's weird. Like, I have to pee. And it felt like I really had to pee, but I couldn't. Like a feeling that you haven't actually felt in a while because you've been... I hadn't felt it in a while, yeah. So that went on for, like, two or three days. But it got so bad. Like, I was just jammed up. Like, I had to pee so bad. And I kept telling my nurse, I was like, I have to pee, but I can't. And then she was like, no, 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 it's fine. Like, I can see it coming out because she could see it in the tube. But I was like, no, it's not coming out. And she's like, no, 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 you're fine. Oh, so I complained no. about it enough. And I was in so much pain. I I was like shaking and shit. That was like the most painful part of the whole process. And then they ended up having like, <coughs> they like felt, they felt down here and they're like, oh, it's, it's, it's extended. So it was like, yeah, I'm full of piss. But they were like, okay, we're going to get an x-ray, and then we're going to look at it. And <laughs> oh, so, God. Fucking pee. How yeah, long is that going to take? Yeah, so so I wait <laughs> for an x-ray. They they gave me Dilaudid before, like, they would do anything. So, like, so actual, now, now, you're, now you're, your bladder hurts, you got to piss, and you're itchy because <laughs> the Dilaudid makes you itch. Dude, this sounds like the worst day of my life. Yeah, 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 it was. So So I was like... I was just like, they did an x-ray and they looked at me and they were like, yeah, you're full of pee. And I was like, yeah, I know. So uh, <laughs> what's going to happen here? And then and then they ended up taking, they took the catheter out, right? So they deflate the little rubber thing and then just like pull it out. And it was like. A dam just it, exploding. It, it was like a dam exploded. And it was oh, like, man. It was beautiful. Like, I just peed all over myself in my bed. And I was like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> was yes. Like, yeah, looking up at the sky going, yeah. <laughs> like Niagara Falls out of the tip of your wiener. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, there and, you go, Brian. And it was like, it was like amazing. Like, just peeing everywhere. Awesome. And then, and then after I finished, it was like a liter and a half of piss. I'm picturing like the force of the piss being blasted out of you like a fire hose. It's just like it rams your bed against <laughs> the wall, like in the opposite direction of which your pee is being pushed out. Do you guys re- And like there's a hole starting to form in the wall and the nurses are like, what the fuck do we do? <laughs> do you guys remember the, do you guys remember the scene in Scary Movie? Yeah. The very first one about. where they're, where they're, bon- they're boning and like the whole premise of their relationship, oh, yeah. the main character's that they haven't had yeah. sex and she's been holding out on him. He glues her to, he glues, he glues her to the ceiling with his cum. Yeah. And he just goes, 
the the scene where he's like about he's about to go. He's and she he goes. Fucking glues for the scene. That except it was yellow. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. Ian, uh, was this before or after the coma? This was after. Okay. Is coma like a? Is that a? Is that not an appropriate word to use? Is it just sedated I don't think, because you're not? I think there might be some some distinction between like a medically induced coma and a, and sedation. But okay. Like, I think the difference might be that like in a coma, I think you're on full sh- life support. Yeah, and they like, shut your brain off. Is that what no, coma is? Shut you your, shut your no, brain down, but they keep your heart going. They keep your uh, heart going. No, they don't shut your brain down. Mm, oh, that would be crazy. Yeah, that would be crazy. You'd be. That brain would be dead. Insane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You'd be, be dead. <laughs> they, 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 your, your breathing is completely automated by something else. Uh, I think your, your heart is kept going. It's to like, it's to, it's to basically shut off all external functions other than the most important ones. Right. Yeah. So whereas, whereas in your situation, your liver is probably still running and like you're yeah. right. Well, I, yeah. Um, I think it was, I think it was, it's so like the, I, the difference probably is in sedation. They kind of keep you down. So, like they would have had to keep administering the drugs that would sedate me so that right. I'd stay. The it's same like a long term anesthetic. Right. Yeah. And then they could like they could take me out as they wanted. Mm. But I think in a coma it might be more difficult. So did, bit you, of a process. did you basically stay under for you were under for the entire nine days? Yeah. And do you have any so like bonkers. did you dream at all? Do you have any yeah. memories? Oh, oh yeah, let's hear oh, that. The shittiest dreams ever. Really? It was like oh. nine days of nightmares. Oh what? No. Was there a lot of death? Was there a lot? There was of, a lot of death. It was very violent. Did so, you have any non-violent dreams? Like, yeah. But were there, were there happy times? Yeah. Um. Yeah. But this one, it was like it was like a purge was going on, and uh, everything outside, like there's a bunch of yelling and shit, and then um, people were like just like hitting people outside Dude, the bus. Dude, so your, your, your nightmares were like the purge. You were in yeah, the purge. Yeah, it was the purge. The, but the, the, time. the worst part was the other thing that had happened in this dream was um, I was just riding this bus. I rode this bus like the route like four times. And one of my nurses, who actually wasn't one of my nurses in real life, but one of my nurses was on dream the nurse. same route, my dream nurse. She She thought I was stalking her because she also took that bus home. So then she straps me to one of the chairs on the bus. Oh, Jesus Christ. This so, is starting to sound a little sexy, though. <laughs> yeah. This is, yeah mm, I like Where's this going. one going? No, she was mad at me. Oh. <laughs> not, like, good mad. Oh. <laughs> not good mad. Yeah. Uh, yeah so, subjective, uh, my friend. Not like you've been a naughty boy, Matt. <laughs> no, I... No. Just... A, no. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that ended up happening. Clearly but, I have a crush on this nurse. <laughs> Well, the funny thing is, it was the nurse. You guys know, like the the Marvel series on Netflix. Mm. You know the of, nurse of which, of which one? No. I don't so, know. so, so I'm thinking of um, Daredevil, Jessica Jones. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she's also in. Um, she's also in Luke Cage, and yeah, she's in yeah, uh, yeah. Fist of uh, Iron Fist. Yeah, Claire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was her. Oh no, shit. I'm pretty sure it was her. Yeah. So, what was she doing in there? I don't know. I guess I, I guess I've been thinking about it. <laughs> so so she strapped me down, and then and eventually I got off the bus. Someone like undid my straps, and then I was like outside of this big family dinner. And she went and she was just like talking shit about me to my family, but I couldn't like <laughs> go in and stop it. The dreams are so oh, silly. It's so cruel. I was just sitting in there, sitting there in a wheelchair, and I was like, "Oh fuck this girl! Like, this sucks. I want to go in and like go off at her." But it, yeah, it's not that good. Can do anything. So did uh, did the the doctors say anything about the potential of having nightmares during this, or were they like, "Here you go, you're gonna go under for nine days, and I, we'll just hope for the best." I ha- I talked to a psychologist about this because I don't think that's it's not like. Like when when someone's about to put you in a sedation for like a really shitty disease, they're not going to be like, "You're going to have some fucked up nightmares," yeah, because that's right. almost going to be like, "You're the yeah, good to, luck, yeah, good luck, see you like, later." <laughs> great, but uh, I talked to a psychologist and he was like, he just said it was basically, it's more of a reflection of what's happening in real life. So Whoa. everything that Chaos. everything that was happening to my body was just like felt really violent. Yeah. So that's that was reflected in. What were you talking to a psychologist for? Oh, just stuff in general. Yeah, just like, in, like just, was like, this? I was pretty depressed. So it was afterwards, like, after the yeah, whole after. experience, I, yeah, I had a hard time uh, getting my mind around 
what was happening. So like, just like, cause I had, I have some neurological deficit right now and it's, it's really not bad at all. Um, but like the nerve damage in my hand and my leg was kind of messing with me. And this is the point where I couldn't use my hand at all really. And I wasn't walking. So it was, which hand this one here, left hand, Okay, left hand. Um, so I had, a, I had a really tough time. I was like, worried about that lasting forever and whatnot Mm. did did you find it helped talking to to someone yeah yeah uh it was interesting he was kind of like like he was just like i i was talking about that to him and he was like so if it does stay forever are you going to be able to get a job and i was kind of like well yeah but maybe i wouldn't be able to do certain jobs and he's like so you couldn't be a construction worker. Could you uh, date someone? I was like, yeah. I was like, okay, well, I guess it's not that bad. Mm-hmm. So it was like, it was a matter of perspective on like, I guess it's even like, it's even like the harder part is just that your body isn't the same as you thought it was or the way that you are used to it being. So that's mm-hmm. really, that's really uh, troublesome mm. and it's hard to it's hard to watch yourself change like that mm-hmm. but i mean after that it was kind of like i'll just do my occupational therapy and physio and mm-hmm. see what happens i guess and not only to see your body change like that but to see your body change like that in the m- middle of like you were saying like this very violent sort of experience where your body's you know, physically you're changing in terms of like, oh, I can't use my hand or I can't use my leg. But on top of that, you just went seps- like septic. Yeah. You just went through uh, uh, nine days of being forced asleep. You know, your your bladder almost exploded because you <laughs> you had this like fuckery going on with your, your, um, your catheter. Like, that's a lot to take on as a 19-year-old. I think not to mention that you're 19 and like, do you even get sore like when you do things <laughs> like, fuck. like to, to be, to be, to be debilitated? I mean, I, I get that. I get a sense of that when I just get like a simple injury that I have for a couple of weeks that I go, shit, I can't do, I can't do that as well. Like I can't swing that golf club the way that I'd like to. I yeah, you, my, get bummed up, you get bummed yeah, out. You get bummed out. Yeah. 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 yeah and you just you go, sound so old when you say golf too, because it's like, <laughs> like I wish I'm I like, yeah, I mean, my club. knickerbockers don't fit this the same way. And you know, uh, it's really hard. My, my poor boy hat, I can't, I have to wear it backwards instead of forwards. Um, and also my game and my, my shuffleboard skills aren't as great as <laughs> yeah, I like exactly. to be. I mean, we are going lawn bowling tonight. Oh so. my God. <laughs> So, but I mean, I, I get that. Like on the weekend I had a, we had a golf tournament the night before I, 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 I fucking had a back spasm and I woke up in the morning going, <laughs> I can't fucking swing the club. Like I can't, I can't, I can't do this fucking activity that I know I'm good at and I know that I can do well. And now because of this, I have to completely change the way I go at this thing and maybe not even do it at all, depending on, you know, how severe it is. Yeah. And that fucking sucks. That's an interesting, that's an interesting, uh, thought because I sort of I sort of came out of being like super old, right? Because when I woke up, I couldn't move out of bed. Mm-hmm. I was completely just stuck. And I couldn't orient myself. I couldn't roll over. I couldn't use the bathroom without having a bucket put under me or uh I couldn't sit up myself. I couldn't really eat myself. So, it was kind of like and 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 also uh getting back to walking again and just like learning how to do these things over again. It was, it was almost like being old because I'd be doing some physio stuff where maybe I'm like doing a squat or something or just something like that. Even just like bending over, like trying to pick something up, it would be like, I'd go down and then I'd feel like my body being like, not getting back up. Do you so f- it's like, it's you- just like, sorry, go ahead. No, sorry, I, was, I, was I was just gonna say, it just felt like being old because it was just normal things were just like, completely do you feel like um do you feel like you almost you're almost going through this learning curve of 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 learning how to be taken care of again i mean you're in this period where you're you're now at 19 you're moving into this period of your life where the world is going okay start to do this all on your own now and then all of a sudden you're kind of like snap back into this okay take like feed me help me pee yeah help me get dressed like help me do this help me do that and like right in this time where you're kind of 
evolving into this like self-sufficient human. Yeah. Um, I, I had a hard time at first doing that because it's, uh, it's not normal for someone who's 19 to have to like have their diaper changed or like yeah. get washed off in bed, just anything like that. So it felt weird to just be kind of like this object that was just laying down there. Like, mm. like the ego I'm sure would have a really tough time. I'm thinking of the egotistical and not ego in the bad way of like, no, get no, the fuck away from no, me, I but completely, like yeah. just going, dude, I fucking can do this, but right now I can't. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that was, that it's really hard to it's hard to to grasp something like that um but the thing i ultimately realized is as far as dignity goes and just the way you see yourself is those things just mean so little mm. because what really did it for me was like especially going into to rehab um go i went through like what at at that point i was just like being helped into my chair or like being helped into the bathroom and stuff and it was kind of like there's a point where you feel like, man, like I'm 19. What is it like? It's it's so it's so shitty just to like have to get help for these things, and it just doesn't feel like you see yourself the same way. But then I met so many people at rehab that were going through similar things as me, as far as not being able to do those things independently. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of like, well, that's like this is a bunch of really cool people, like. So what if they can't shit by themselves, you know? Mm. <laughs> they're still they're still human. Yeah, they're, they're still, still they're still the same person. They still have the same feelings and yeah. yeah. There's an interesting like there's an interesting concept <laughs> of of like uh a more of a ethereal conversation around like who we are really as people at the core of ourselves and not necessarily who we are based on like the function that you can mm. do and the way that your body moves. Like um you know, maybe that's for another day, but it's, I think that there's something in there. I was talking to somebody the other day and he said, you know, what I've learned through mindfulness study that I've been doing is that I am not my thoughts, that I am separate from that. You know, my thoughts occur and I can choose to react to them in a positive way or a negative way or a neutral way, but I am not those things. So that who you are isn't chalked up to whether you can stand up and go to the bathroom or put your clothes on. It's, yeah. it, I mean, this might sound a little silly, but it's like if you took someone who didn't know anything about anything, right? Um, and you put them in front of two people. And one was you, Taylor, and one was Stephen Hawking. And you said to this person, who out of the two is smarter? Who out of these two people is is uh, has more brain capacity than the other? I'm guessing that the person who looks at Taylor and is like, well, this guy can like do these things mm. would probably just like naturally go probably that guy. Yeah. And never assume that the guy who can't move, who can't eat on his own, who can't, can't speak, sh- sh- fucking speak. It would be the guy that is, you know, considered one of like the, the smartest people of our generation of our time. Um, yeah. Interesting thought, mm-hmm. but for another day. Yeah. In, because that's want, a real deep one. I want to come back to um the fact of of you being an athlete. And I know that when when we mentioned that you were getting ready to you were gonna ten hours later you're gonna be going down to Florida, you were actually going down for a training camp, right? Yeah. And I don't I don't I know you through um the canoe kayak community, but I don't know um what your goals and aspirations are uh, in this sport. So where were you at? Like, what were, what were you hoping to accomplish this past year? And how did this experience affect that? Um, this year I was looking to, uh, definitely go to Canada games. Uh, another thing was I really wanted to put myself up there in the mix for carding and, um, just be one of the top guys and, uh, maybe, at least try and put myself in a good position for uh u two three worlds right so yeah it was it it felt like it was gonna be a, a big year like i had a i had a good year last year i was only like a few spots off carding and i was excited at the end of the season like i felt really proud of myself and it was some of my best races yet so what did um 
what did this experience um i guess how did how did getting meningitis um take away from that and and what have you kind of learned about your ambitions for the for the sport um it's a it's a, that's a good question because i feel like the two things for me were really related because it a lot of i've like i was told a lot basically if i wasn't so fit i wouldn't have made it like mm-hmm. i because as i lost 40 pounds like i was a i was i wasn't huge but i was a bigger guy mm-hmm. and i i woke up and it was like all of a sudden it was it was as if like like at one time i joked like i could have been cast for a holocaust movie as like one of the one of the people from a survivors yeah because yeah. yeah. i was like super gone and like yeah i have I, i'll try and find a picture while i'm explaining this but it was like at first when i woke up everyone was really careful with what they told me and the first way they my parents told me were was like they were like you know ian things might be different now and uh paddling might not be the same for you and it was kind of like for me that didn't mean anything because i was just like Trying to get through it. I was like... Trying to well, be alive. Well, I, I had no idea what was going on, really, so it was kind of like, whatever. Like, no, I'll, I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. But I didn't realize, like, at that point, my parents thought I wasn't going to walk again. Mm-hmm. Right. They didn't think I was going to recover nearly as much as I have. So I guess kind of the way for them to explain that was to try and be like, you know, it might not be the same. Things just would be a little different. But when I kind of came to and realized that I wouldn't be getting out of the hospital so soon and I wouldn't be able to go to that second, uh, training camp in Florida, it was kind of like, shit, like everything's changed now. So your plan was to go for uh, like 10 days at the beginning of January or it was uh, was a month in January, a month in January. And then a month again in, in, uh, like come home for a couple of weeks and then go back down for another, uh, like six, (coughs) six weeks or so. Yeah, exactly. So, and for me, that was like, like, I didn't know, I didn't know what would happen with paddling. And I never, once I sort of realized that I didn't really hold myself to needing to go back, uh, to paddling. It was just kind of like, well, I made it this far and I'm just going to, things are only going to get better. I'm going to see what happens. And right. I, I talked to my doctors about it and, uh, one of my one of my physiatrists, which is a, a rehab doctor, was like, I talked to him and he was actually he's actually involved in the sport too. But he was like, well, I think your your expectations aren't really realistic, which almost hurt a bit. But that's all. It's like a weird thing that I almost thrived on because the whole way along I did much better than expected. Because I think with doctors, they're used to basing what they say on somewhere in between like the worst possible thing that could happen and the okay thing. Yeah. It's so, on, it's on out. They're going the average person. They're yeah. trying to like manage this way. and manage expectations too. Yeah. But here's the thing. I'm great. <laughs> so, so <laughs> I, I mean, I recovered pretty well and I don't know who could realistically say where I might end up, but I started paddling again, uh, like a month ago. Thanks for, feel pretty well and I'm I'm happy that I can even just paddle but I'd Dude, love to get myself back I've, I've out seen there. you on the water and number one you look great and number two um I had heard a few months ago that you might not be able to paddle again and seeing you on the water for me was um like heartwarming and like a, a really inspirational um thing to see Thank but you. I I know like this is the thing that I find the most fascinating about this is is the fact that you are a a very high level athlete and all of a sudden being a healthy, super fit person, this, this infection hits you and, and just knocks you all the way down to like being immobile in a hospital bed and yeah. unable to, to help yourself. And I, I think a lot of the things that I learned from, from, from sport is like goal setting and, and perseverance and, and overcoming these obstacles. So like actually being put in, in not just an athletic, um, facing athletic obstacles, but facing like obstacles in life that could be life or death. If this, if the situation is, is dire, like using those things and trying to overcome that is, is something that I find really fascinating, but also emotionally challenging. And I would imagine that if I was in your shoes, um, even if I was coming to the end of my athletic career, 
um, having it taken away from me rather than choosing to walk away from it would be really fucking challenging. Yeah. And to see you back on the water again is like, yeah, dude, like I hope you, you fucking keep going and get better and better and better. Cause I know that you, you definitely can with the attitude and the perseverance that you've had so far. Yeah. Thank you very much. Um, mm. the other thing, like something that goes along with a whole, the whole idea of growth mindset is that it really helped along the way, but I know it'll help later too, is that I really started to care more about how far I have gone instead of where I am at that one point. Mm-hmm. So really, I mean, anything I do in paddling now, I can be happy with because I did it again and I mm-hmm. did more than I was supposed to way more. So, I mean, as long as I just push myself for that reason, rather than having, uh, being frustrated with certain results or whatever, it's always just going to be, it's always just going to be extra to me. Like, mm. It's just great that I can do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you for this, Ian. This was this was like really it was really fun fun conversation. Yeah, awesome. I'm glad you you took the time to come in, and I'm I'm fucking rooting for you, man. I I totally believe in the power of of like positive thinking, and and I think you know you kind of touched on it, but being being an athlete um, and being so goddamn healthy before taking this hit. Uh, I think that kind of put you in a position where, yeah, you are great. And so you have the ability to, to come back from this 100%. Dude, it's, it's weird though, because there is a bit of, um, uh, like two kind of ways to look at it in, in that sense, because when you're, when you pride yourself on taking care of you, uh, caring, Holy fuck. You got it. That? You got <laughs> it. Taking care of yourself and, and being very healthy and very fit. Then it's almost like there's a, a, a further distance to drop. Like a, it's, it's mm-hmm. very challenging to go from being super healthy to being. Plus it always super, takes way longer. Yeah. It takes, yeah. it takes, it takes almost no time to, to drop, get, to get fucked up and drop. Yeah. And it takes a long time to get anywhere. But we're at right now, this happened in January and we are uh, the middle of July and you got on the water less than a month ago. Yeah. Like, dude, a year from now, sky's the limit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I appreciate kudos that. to you. Yeah. I, something I wanted to say with uh, what you just said to me was like, I think it's important for a lot of people to understand how important it is for you to just be nice to yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's gone a long way for me. Uh, just, just the self-talk is so important, especially going through things like that or really anything in life is... <clears throat> just got to be nice to yourself and give yourself a bit of slack. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, again, thank you. Thank you for coming in. Yeah, Dude, thanks, guys. I'm gonna plug, awesome. I'm going to plug one thing, uh, a book that I read once, and uh, it is really, it's about the journey uh, to recovery. A uh, guy from who is in The Secret, uh, Morris Goodman. Mm-hmm. Everyone's uh, he, favorite book. He wrote a book. What? <laughs> Never mind. Sorry, I was making uh, a joke. Not, I was I'm making not, a, ju- I was I'm making not a joke. The secret. I know. I was making a joke about the secret. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. Have you read it? Uh, it's watched a the, I've watched the documentary. Uh, okay. Um, so the book is called uh, "The Miracle Man," and it's about a guy who gets in a plane accident and uh, is told that he'll never walk, never talk again, and it's a, about the journey of his recovery and and about positive thinking. So. And his name is Donald Trump and he is now the president of the United States <laughs> yeah. of America. Yeah. It's not about Donald Trump. It's Morris Goodman. But oh. Anyway. oh. It's a suit. Uh, it's a suit <laughs> uh, An alias. Uh, thank you all so much for tuning in this week. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back next week with another uh, fascinating, interesting, fun, pizza-filled episode. Um, until then, head on over to iTunes. Actually, It's not iTunes anymore. It is iTunes, but they're calling it Apple Podcasts. Head on over to Apple Podcasts. Which is in iTunes. iTunes. (laughs) So head on over to iTunes. Uh, Click Apple Podcasts and check out Sick Boy Podcast and subscribe, rate, and review. Those things are mega important. We say it every week. We mean it every week. It's super important. Uh, Give us a review. And if you leave a review and you're tickled pink by what you said, take a picture of it. 
email it to us, info at sickboypodcast.com, and uh, maybe we'll read it out on a future episode. Yeah, and you can also do that on like subscribe and everything like that on Google Play and Podcast Addict and all those things. All those other things. But really, Snapcast. iTunes is the one that matters the most. iTunes is king, yeah. yeah. Cast Snatcher. <laughs> uh, and uh, if you want to give us some support, you can. Head on over to patreon.com slash sickboy. Uh, you can give us uh, a contribution. It's like a monthly contribution that you give us. We have exclusive content. All of the live shows that we record get thrown up on there. Some cool video content, some wallpapers for your MacBook, uh, and uh, lots of cool stuff. You also get ten percent off of our merch, merch. and you can uh, and you can go and and do that over at sickboypodcast.com slash shop or shop.sickboypodcast.com or just yep. go to the website and and look for the the shop button and you yeah. can find that. You're a smart cookie. You can figure it out. You know what else? Big shout out to Patreon because they just launched uh, in 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 platform in I don't know. Insight, yeah, yeah, built in, <laughs> yeah. built in house, an in house, yeah, uh, a live streaming service. So we're going to be using that to uh, hang out with some of our patrons as well. So and maybe do live shows. Maybe I mean that could maybe be a cool we, avenue we to potentially go could do that. It's, yeah. it's possible. Yeah. Anything is possible. Anything. That is it for this week. Oh, so I was going to say uh, even bigger shout out to one eight hundred. Uh, wet pool. <laughs> yeah, because we were dialing naughty numbers uh, before this recording. No, we were recording, and that's in it. Oh, that's right. Uh, that's Sorry. it for this week. Sorry, Mom and Dad. <laughs> I'm Brian. I'm Taylor. And I'm Jeremy, and this is Sick Boy. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.